on this week's episode of the Superhero Hour Hour. Will we finally get the perfect X-Men casting? Will Crisis be on Infinite Earths? Will V-Wars be a show? Find out now! Hello, nerds! Welcome to the Superhero Hour Hour. This is the only show on the internet where we talk about every live-action television show that is based on a comic book or a comic book property. I am your host for the evening. My name is Taylor. With me, as always, is Ryan. Yeah, I am. I'm here, bud. What is up? I love this energy that you're bringing. I thought I would try it for once, not being just like a super depressed teenage angsty butthole. Yeah, you know what? I'm liking it. It's good for me. Also with me is a super depressed teenage angsty butthole, Mike. Hey, guys. Do you have, do you have french fries in your mouth again? Is your mouth full of fries? No, I took those out because he used to yell at me and said, don't have fries in your mouth, but how am I supposed to eat my fries? You know what? Angsty kids are always having fries in their mouth. It's true. And that's the thing that I want to, more than anything, like keep keep doing your jewel or whatever you kids are doing, like keep eating Tide Pods. Take those fries out of your mouth. Speaking of, I think the reason that they do it is they feel this connection to fries because I don't know the last time you guys saw a teenager's skin, but we're all, the one good thing about being our age is that we no longer have like uh, greasy slip and slides for faces. Oh yeah. The, if you ever, like if you see a teenager like look right at the sun or like have the sun hit their face in the right way and it's just blinding dripping grease i do not miss those days folks nope. i do not miss those days and hey if you're out there and your face is still just a ton of grease get yourself some facial cleanser yeah do it, do it twice yeah. a day it match it to your skin it, those, it works wonders it's good get those blotting pads it's fine to have those yeah. act like a southern lawyer in the 1800s <laughs> oh me oh my <laughs> ladies and gentlemen of the court i come to you as a man not a man, but as a humble servant of the Lord. You know, that's that's just their jizz rag, right? They're just rubbing their own jizz on their face? Well, it's good oh, for yeah. the complexion. Well, yeah. it's good for the goose. What about our future president, Warren, who came out and said that she does not wash her face? I don't believe it. I, do, I fucking do not believe it. That woman is lying. Because she's got a great face and great skin. Yeah. Well, There's she no, said she moisturizes all the time. I think it just, she doesn't have like that 12-step skin routine at the end of the night. She probably just splashes water on her face then. Uh, but but see here's the thing she says that she she puts pawns is the is the product that she says she puts on which that I believe that stuff works wait pause like that egg Easter egg dye yeah she definitely put, that's what no, she puts on pawns oh pawns um, is that like creeks yeah it's just like creeks but uh, I get that but the fact that she says she never washes her face well, like I want to know what Elizabeth Warren means by washes yeah. they her they face. I I. Th- Fuck the the lamestream media. There's so many reasons they're wrong, but that could use the follow up question. What what fucking journalism school do they go to? And then there's the whole shower thing. Like, do people? I think I don't know if people do what I do, which is uh, get in and wash my feet really hard, and then do a handstand and let the soapy water run down the rest of my body. That's what normal washing is. You're getting your ab and arm workout at the same time you're washing. Yes, I love it. Which is why I'm so muscular. I've I'm, always we, said we really breeze by Ryan just knowing the brand name of Easter egg dye, and I want to pause on that. And <laughs> yeah, pause on that. Yeah, hey, I'm what, very impressed. What what the fuck is that? Why do you know that? Uh, my family didn't allow Easter. 
uh, they just what you're Jehovah's Witness. No, they, it was everything but Easter because they did not think Jesus came back from the dead, and there was no reason to celebrate. Uh, and so when I finally moved out, uh, we just me and my roommates dyed Easter eggs every single day to like make up for all of my past youth. <laughs> just eating so many peeps, vomiting That's so it. much sucrose. <laughs> Here's the thing. That sounds like it's a, a stupid bit that you made up, but I believe that that really I don't, happened. I don't, I don't even know. It feels somewhere in the middle of real life and bit, and I don't know what's going on it's, anymore. It seems like that might have actually happened to you. I've never seen you look that sincere <laughs> about a very sad thing. Do you guys remember when Paws changed the motherfucking Easter eye game, Easter egg game, where they had the little um, the, like hexagon spoons? No, no, no. Spoon. The hexagon yes. spoon where you dip half in one color and oh, half yeah. in the other. It's a two-colored egg. What are we doing here? What? Yeah, no, that was an absolute game changer. Like you can't, you can't go back to having single colored eggs after that. The the white crayon was great though too because uh, your mom didn't know, but pulled that out of the dye. There's a big dick drawn right <laughs> on your Easter egg. <laughs> yeah. No, mom, don't get mad. That's Jesus's dick. It's fine. It's what he would have wanted. <laughs> That's See? what's rising, baby. See, it's cut. Uh-huh. <laughs> I love. That's what Christian scientists were up to: is designing that hexagon egg. Are we in a warm up? <laughs> no. Is anybody timing this? I think this is just the show, baby. Hey, no, we're. we're I can seriously do another five minutes of this if you guys want to. Well, we don't have time for that, Ryan, because we have to talk about the rest of Crisis on Infinite Earths. But before we get to that, the super serious Shishi Bullpen. Now we are here in the super serious Shishi Bullpen. This is the part of the show where we kick back and have some fun with some saggies. That is the part of the show where we uh, do some segments. Now, this week we are deciding. Officially, the X Men universe is, uh, as we know it in the movies, has been ended. Yes, with uh, Dark Phoenix of last year, a great film, absolutely, really went out on a high note. <sighs> and maybe, well, maybe it might be New Mutants. We don't know yet. Frankly, we don't want to know. Yeah, that seems like um, not a fun thing. But a-, a movie that no one will go see and no one will buy tickets to. Just straight up, it's not going to happen. Yeah, no, it's I will. God damn it! N- yeah, midnight showing. That's because you're bad. Um, so we've, uh, decided that that is, uh, what we want to do is we're going to create our own perfect X-Men and we're going to get the main five and this is going to be forever. We're going to decide who the perfect five casting is. What do you, how do you guys think that this being in the MCU now changes from how it was with Fox? I, I think nobody, I'm sorry, 20th century. All the adaptations, nobody goes back to the original five and that's what I want, like, there's not other than Spider-Man. Uh, there's not a lot of teen superheroes, so I want these as young people. Teens are very young adult superheroes, like learning how to be in the world. So all this stuff, a thirty-year-old, five-year-old being like, "I don't know my place in the world," is very realistic, but very sad, and that's not what I go to. I want to see young people wrestling with the problems the X-Men originally wrestled with. I also think too that more so than with 20th century movies, um, the ability to be able to. Deliver like a line, a serious line at the end of the movie, but also be able to joke is much more important than it ever has been. Yeah, we got it. We got to be able to joke. Hey, folks, when are we going to be able to joke again? If you can't joke, what's what's even the point? And that's why Joker deserves all the Oscar nominations. Did it get any? I, I didn't look that up. Maybe it got a couple. Uh, so let's start it off. Ryan. Yeah. Who's your Cyclops? My Cyclops. I thought about this for a long time because he's one of my favorite characters, even though everybody hates him. He's the best. That's why we're best friends. Um, and I want somebody who can be serious. I want youth. Like Mike said, I agree with the youth thing. Um, and I want to see a little bit more range from, not just like laser shooting range, but acting range from one of my favorite actors. Guys, my Cyclops is Lakeith Stanfield. Oh. Oh, shit. Oh. Okay. 
That's. I don't know. Here's the thing. I can't get past the. Uh, I'm fucking mopey and I'm yeah. sad. Cyclops. Uh. But just like I came into the show today hot and ready to go, maybe he can do it too. Maybe he can too. Mike, who are you putting down for Cyclops? That's I want to see, like, because Cyclops, everyone's like, he's a boring Boy Scout. And it's, no, he is somebody who was neglected by most of his family and then told his whole life he should be the leader by a weird bald man, but nobody else treats him like the leader. So, like, I, there's, there's an arrogant, like, temper chip on your shoulder. And I think Taron Egerton would play that very, very okay. well. I can see that very. I like. I see it a lot. He's short. He is. He did not get nominated for an Oscar. These are just facts. Okay, because cool. He's short. <laughs> um, my Cyclops is a person who I think um, I can absolutely see, like very clearly in my mind's eye. I can see him as Cyclops. He's putting on the thing. I think it's Ty Sheridan. Ty Sheridan. The guy who played is that that's uh, the Mr. Longleg from Ready Player yeah, One. Yeah, he's the guy who played Cyclops in uh, <laughs> Asian Apocalypse. <laughs> oh, you lazy! What fuck. is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? I think he. I think he would do great. I uh, think give him a new movie. Like there, there, there is this trio of dudes who look very similar. They uh, Angles Inglevort, Ty Sheridan, and Taron Egerton. All, I confused forever until I realized. Person. Until I realized, uh, one was talented. And the other two can fuck off. Yeah, and we won't we won't address which one is talented. Well, it's not Ty Sheridan. I disagree. Uh, all right. Well, now we are going to decide, uh, Ryan, for our Cyclops. We have you have uh, Lakeith Stanfield and Taron Egerton. Okay, and I think it's going to go to Ty Sheridan. You motherfucker! I, th- I no. think that's our option. No, you don't get to do that. Does he get to no, do No, Mike, that? who is it? Nope. Overruled. It's Lakeith Stanfield. All right, so now we're going to move on to Jane Grey. Is nothing sacred to you, Taylor? Ryan. Must everything be a joke? Ryan, who's your Jane Grey? Uh, is it Sansa? Is it no. Sansa from Game of Thrones? Uh, is it Femke Jansen? That was actually me. That wasn't Taylor. Um, my Jean Grey, I think that Jean Grey has been too dour for too long, and I am going to add a little spunk to her. And I am—I don't know if you guys saw the movie "Support the Girls" uh, about the like Hooters-like restaurant that was going under, or the movie "Edge of 17, But it's Haley Lou Richardson, who I think was most recently seen dying next to Jughead in that hospital movie where they couldn't touch each other. I have no idea what any of the <laughs> Haley, things you're talking about are. Haley Lou Richardson, folks. <laughs> Haley Lou Richardson. All right. Well, M- Mike, who you got to beat? Haley Lou Richardson. Don't say it like that. I agree that Jean Grey is shown as too dour, not enough to do, and Marvel Girl specific, like was the heart of that first team. And I think somebody who can be funny, but like also be a shit sometimes. Uh, Cher Sharonin uh, oh, is fuck. my Jean That's Grey. That's a very good pick. Cher Sharonin. Hello. I, oh. I, I, I didn't know we were all going to fuck around. I, can't, I thought this is all I think about all hey, of Hey, Haley Lou Richardson is a wonderful pick. No. Look her up. Oh, I, now I absolutely want to like, oh, hello, we're in the 80s, and I'm Jean Grey. I have psychic powers. So That's- now you're, you're being racist. Should she be like Moira McTaggart? Yes. Or Banshee's daughter? What's yes. her name? Siren? More, more, Siren. Moira McTaggart. Uh, all right. Um, my Jean Grey is going to be someone who, in my mind's eye, I can just easily see her as Jean Grey. I think she just fits. I think Sophie Turner would make a great Jean Grey. All right, so Sir Sor- Ronan? I think. Yeah, it's, I, I win. And we've now decided that Sophie Turner is going to be doing it. Now, Beast! Oh, Ryan, who's Beast? Uh, well, it's not the guy from The Favorite or About a Boy. And it's not Frasier. It, uh, okay. Sp- it's Niles. Spoiler alert. It absolutely is Frasier. I, is it Bulldog? Based on the size of his head. Okay, just keep his head in mind. 
I know he's not. I know he's too skinny. If we're gonna do uh, beast with human colored skin, but I, uh, I think that Joe Keery, if he went through the Marvel fitness thing that Chris Pratt went through, I think he could get ripped up to be the beast. Who's Joe Keery? Uh, Steve from Stranger Things. Oh yeah. Oh fuck yeah. Shit, yeah. yeah. I think Actually. he's got like the hairdo like that works for Beast. I don't know. I can see it. I, you know what? I actually can too. You're you make bad choices. In my mind's eye. In my mind's eye, I can see it. Mike, who are you picking for Beast? Uh, mine is uh, he he's done the indie thing for a while. I think he wants to go back into franchises, or at least I want him to. And he can say those uh, multisyllabic words pretty easily. I'm gonna go with Daniel Radcliffe. Daniel Radcliffe Ooh. as Beast. Yeah. Ooh. I. You know what? I could see that he I he just had that uh, trailer come out for uh, Guns Akimbo, which I finally we now know why he had those guns taped to his hands in a in a in a robe. He wasn't at a Edward Guns hands party. No, it turns out he was not. Uh, and I think he he brings a wily energy, and the only things he does are weird, stupid choices. So mm-hmm. I think, like horns. Yeah. So I th- I think he's. Perfect for Beast. Um, my pick for Beast is um, it's going to be Frasier. Frasier is it, Frasier is Beast, and I've just decided that Frasier is our official Beast. So playing a teenager, like what do you think, Joe Keery or Daniel Radcliffe? Yeah, I want to see Joe Keery in more things, so I'm going to go with Joe Keery. And I feel bad voting for myself. So is that? Do you think that would get a lot of Oscar nominations? A movie called Joe Keery. Joe Keery. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, yeah, Ryan. I think it would. I think it would get a ton. Ryan, who is your Iceman? My Iceman is Val Kilmer from Top Gun. Oh, wow. I'm upset that you tried to steal my steal my joke, but I had another one. That's not true. My Iceman, because I want this movie to get nominated for a lot of awards, be the first comic book movie to get 12 Oscar nominations. How do you get Oscar nominations, guys? You have Lucas Hedges in your movie. That's who I... Who's that? Well, God damn it. Do you guys watch movies? I don't... Was he's he, another one of those. He is skinhead in something. He's another one of those fucking white boys who looks exactly yes, like all the other. All white the boys. white people look the same. I'm sorry to all the white boys I've loved before. <laughs> all of them. Yeah. You don't have time for that. Uh, Lucas Hedges was in Manchester by the Sea. He was the little brother. That you. He gets okay. he, every single movie he's in is wonderful. He gets nominated for Oscars. That's what he's known for. Austin Hedges. No, I'm sorry, Lucas Hedges. You can't even you can't <laughs> shut up, shut up. who he is. He's, he was at, like, Ryan knows that his full name is Lucas Austin Hedges, and they were close enough that he goes by his middle name. Austin Hedges are the plants that I put in Texas. Mike, who's your, god damn it, Mike, who's your Iceman? Uh, Iceman, Bobby Drake is a young pop-off who also, we found out now, like, if you look at the whole realm of Marvel history, uh, has been wrestling with a sexual identity. I think Jabuki would be oh, fucking fuck. great. Oh, and fuck. an outside nobody would expect it, and I think he would crush it. Uh, one of my, one of the best things in my life is that his alt account follows me, and now I don't tweet anymore because I'm worried that he won't follow me. <laughs> too much pressure. <laughs> what if that's what he wanted? He was I like, "This so. guy tweets too much. I'm gonna follow him." <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a fucking in this dude's whole Twitter career. All right. Obviously, since we don't know Lucas Hedges, then I guess Jabuki's gonna do it. But Taylor, would you like to suggest someone? I would. I would love to suggest someone who, in my mind's eye. I just I can see as Iceman, as Bobby Drake, and it's Sean Ashmore. You're an Ashmore. <laughs> From the X-Men movies, and I believe Sean Ashmore is going to move ahead. Ryan, who is your final pick for the five? Angel. This is Angel. This is the hottest one. And it is. is are you going to pick David Boreans? Taylor, is that what you have written down? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> I do have David Boreanaz written down. Okay. We- just the biggest crow magnet for it. I'm worried that we don't have enough star power here. And I definitely didn't help that out. Because I picked Barry Keegan, the guy who's... Oh, shit. Okay. Wait, you said the hot one. 
What? Who? And I love Barry Keegan. Who's Barry Keegan? Barry Ke- he eats spaghetti just like everybody else does, oh, Taylor. One okay. pants at a time. Barry Keegan is our new Why the Last Man. Uh, he is. <laughs> he was in the movie Dunkirk. And of course, he is the most famous spaghetti eater since Mario and Luigi. Had a bowl of spaghetti. I'm assuming they did. They're Italian and they have mustaches. That you can't actually make a bowl of spaghetti in Super Mar- Paper Mario: The Thousand Year Door, so I, that's not racist. <laughs> Mike, who is your angel? Mm-hmm. Angel is the hot one, and I think we need somebody who can play arrogant very well while still like a dash of charming. Uh, and this guy just refuses to age, even though he keeps getting older. He doesn't look at it all. I think Andrew Garfield. It's time for him to uh, get some redemption in the comic book. I movie. disagree. <laughs> I would rather have Garfield. But no, think about think think about Andrew Garfield's character in The Social Network, but now with wings and thinking he should be in charge all the time. Th- there you go. Okay, baby. that's not bad. But congratulations to David Boreanaz for being our official angel. Ryan, read us off our list. Uh, we have your new X Men is Lakeith Stanfield as Cyclops. Doesn't seem right. Saoirse Ronan as Jean Grey. Joe Keery as Beast. Jabuki as Iceman and David Boreana as his angel. <laughs> uh, Hi, fellow teenagers. Hello, everyone. He's uh, 55. Look how fat I am now. All right. Well, I think that that's been a smashing success. I think we've really crushed this and we all took it with the same level of seriousness. Uh, you're welcome, Marvel. Now we're moving on to our main event talking about the end of Crisis on Infinite Earths. The dust of Crisis has settled and nothing is the same. Supergirl and Black Lightning have joined everyone else on what is now known as Earth Prime, and Flash surprised them all with a membership to the Justice League. Founding members also including Superman, Batwoman, White Canary, and Martian Manhunter. But before we got to that tear-inducing moment, Ollie guided the Paragons to the dawn of time and numerous battles with the Anti-Monitor and his Shadow Ghouls. Taste Buds, I ask you this. Did the show oversell the loss of Ollie, or was it a fitting goodbye to the man who started it all? I mean, it's hard to not think about the people, if there's anybody in the world, maybe this doesn't matter, but the people in the world who are just like, I like Arrow and I just watch Arrow. And you watched six or eight seasons or whatever of, you know, like pretty grounded street level combat. And then this is your finale. That's fucking crazy to think about. It's bonkers. (laughs) But what saves it is every character and in a way that's worked that they've tried other times and it hasn't, like, really selling how important this dude was to their life. I almost, This guy was in my life longer than most friends and family. Yeah. Eight years? I was I was shocked. I, d- I do think the, the gap in the five episodes hurt it, and, like, this was generally weaker, but I was surprised how dusty the room was for those l- final two hours. See, to me, it's, very, it's a very specific hour one and hour two, or hour four and hour five, mm-hmm. um, because hour five was more closer to an episode of Legends of Tomorrow. Yes. Then it, it was like, here's the new normal. Right. We already did the thing. We still have to wrap up a little bit, but this is just what's happening. Which is good. I'm glad that they focused on the new normal so all the other shows can start it. You know, it's yes. it's already been begun. But the, I thought the fourth hour, I didn't it did not make a lick of sense to me. Yeah. I had no idea what the fuck was going on for 45 okay. straight minutes. Uh, listen, <laughs> I thought maybe it was just because I haven't seen a lot of Arrow, but I had no goddamn idea what was happening, and I watched the first three episodes of Crisis. And I don't think it was because it was five weeks ago. Like, no. Barry kept saying, I'm in the Speed Force. This doesn't happen. This doesn't exist. And the characters looked at each other like, what the fuck? I agree with those characters. What the yeah. fuck? What? Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> 
And the the big climax of the the fourth hour was uh, the Paragon. Like Oliver is actually fighting because he always does the heavy lifting. He's actually fighting the anti monitor, and the rest are like, let's each focus on our Paragon of whatever, our virtue. And then they Care Bears stared the universe. Okay, and then yes, they they just come up with this name where like the only thing we the only chance that we have is if we all stand in line. And focus as hard as we can. Which is fucking bullshit because the Legends already did that to form Bebo. Yeah, but then they formed Bebo. They just stood there and didn't change the line. Do you know what that means? Do you know why that's in a script? We ran out of fucking money. Yes. We used all of our special <laughs> effects budget and we need you guys to stand here and focus real hard. That's a focus group. What? what- what, this should have been like the biggest battle of fourth hours when everything should be insane. But what it proved is slow mo fighting ghost ghoul things that aren't really there is never going to be as cool as people fighting in real time fists to. Feet. Well, I mean the ghoul things too. Like you know they could everybody could use their powers on them. Which if it was a bow and arrow or you know heat eyes yeah. or uh, Ryan Choi doing like weak jump kicks, yeah, them. Just, like, <laughs> going ew ew stop it. I have a beard now. <laughs> it's been five weeks. Uh, yeah, uh, this this episode, both of these episodes really had moments where it really draws into comparison. Like, some of these people are basically gods, and some of them have powers that are guns. And, and those two things are not equal. Which is why that you have to have the ghost guys, basically. is Because yeah. when you have a 40-story tall monitor, anti-monitor crushing, then Supergirl's like flight team with me. But it's really just gods demigods you come with me we'll leave these plebeians down here to kick and punch ghosts uh mortals you guys hang out yeah we've got it from here keep staring real hard guys you're doing great (laughs) look at staring edgerton down there my one of my favorite lines from the show uh what i like is this does seem to have changed characters this is a harder Kara than we've gotten and her willingness to just get lex killed because uh, they're trying to experiment to see if the, the time thing him and Choi were making, and she's like, we've lost too many good people. Lex, thanks for volunteering. Yeah. We're going to throw you in the experimental thing. That, that, I'm into that, it. That was a pretty good bit. Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, Kara and Kate are like going to be a couple soon, right? Like, <sighs> There's no way that they aren't. Well, Kara's sister is gay. Yeah. Can that happen twice in the same family? M- more often. <laughs> more often? It's, it's actually a, a common deal. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, like just the way that she responds every time Kate arrives. Like when she came in at, at the in the new world, she's like, "Guys, mm-hmm. Kate's here!" Damn it! Oh, oh so, yeah, no, 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 she's just a fangirl. Yeah, uh, because she's tough. It, it's they're trying to really recreate the Barry to Ollie thing, though. Ignoring the best friendship is. Barry and Kara. Yeah. They made a table with everybody's logos. They were so excited to reveal. They're the biggest fucking nerds, and I'm here for it. They are a lot of fun. I, I, I wish that... I feel like they used to do more of their relationship, and now they've sort of split it off and concentrated on others. They have good chemistry. Do another musical episode with them. Oh, well, fuck yeah. Hell do yeah. that. Uh, I think there might be a better one than even them, but let's get to that in a bit. Uh, should we talk about the appearance of the character from Mike's favorite movie of all time, Justice League? Oh yeah, what's it, uh, Ezra Miller or whatever? The Ezra fit in the room. Yeah, uh, that was that was weird, but like kind of fun, like in a weird way. It was, it was cute. It was the most surprising cameo. Yes. The internet headlines didn't lie, lie. Uh, but it was not my favorite cameo. Uh, even though, like, I generally like Ezra Miller as a human being. He's a fine dude. Always picks up the bar tab. <laughs> but uh, I did, I did like their bit with uh, the the way that 
they were both sort of ragging on their costumes. Yeah. And how mm-hmm. obviously the CW's Flash costume does not look as high quality as <laughs> as the DC Universe's. But also the, oh, so you don't know about... Don't do that! Don't do what you don't know about! What is that? <laughs> the other thing, too, that uh, was weird was they've never met before. Like, the way that it was shot with a lot of POV means that those two Barry's actors have never been in the same room. They just shot one somewhere and shot the other one the other place. But... Putting doing the POV thing and making it very quick and bantery still worked, I think. Like it wasn't as yeah. obvious as like say Arrested Development season five, where yeah. they weren't in the same state and it was hard to watch. Yeah, or like uh, the season of Riverdale, where very obviously Cheryl was like somewhere else for yeah. the entire season. Like ah, you live in this house now. That's just her rehab. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that uh, that bit worked for me in a way that I didn't think uh, it could, and now I'm going to become a real hardcore DC Extended Universe fan. Good. We need one. It's a perfect time to do it. Um, the movies are getting yeah. good. Uh, how did you guys feel? Speaking of uh, just all of the little cameos, uh, we're just going to talk about all of them. Uh, when Doom Patrol showed up for just a little bit. Was that from the show? Just to dance? Or was that dance filmed specially for this? I was trying to remember. I think it might have been, I think it was probably filmed for the show and then cut, and then they were like, ah, we've got bonus footage. And uh, then Swamp Thing looking up in the air sad that he doesn't yeah. have a show anymore. Oh man. <laughs> uh, and just all of the Green Lantern Corps being like, someday, we'll get, finally get respect someday. someday. Which, I, that, like, that's an HBO show, right? Or an HBO Max show. Yeah. Not HBO. And Star Star Girl is coming yeah. out. Like there, th- there was two like hints at real shows yeah. coming out. Goodbye DC Universe. Um, hello HBO Max. Yeah, that was the message of this. All of those cameos. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I it it made me excited to watch more Doom Patrol. But wait a second, I that show was so good. Believe it or not, I didn't really put the whole Crisis on Infinite Earths what the comic book was about. I just thought they stole the title for this thing. But they did do the thing where, like you said, Supergirl and Black Lightning are now in this universe. And and Black Lightning being, like, pulled in was, I think, one of the more surprising ones. Yeah. It it does feel like they have kept it intentionally separate. But if you were doing it on purpose, I guess it sucks if all the universes are combining. But does that also mean that Swamp Thing, Titans, and Doom Patrol are here? No, so that's confusing, just like the right. comics are, because it said Earth Prime. Oh, that's right. And so there's a new Earth 2, a new Earth 3. Right, so they just combined uh, a bunch of them, and then but there's still other Earths. But wh- it doesn't yeah. make sense to me, DC. Not the comic books. Uh, why are we doing this? Either have all the crazy shit, or put it all on one, but this whole, like, no, some of them. Or, yeah, we're going to combine think, them and then split well, them. Well, I think, I think what it is, is they wanted to combine up their primary ones and then still have the option to, like, ah, we got to dip into this alternate universe because we need a new Wells this season. But also, I think Black Lightning is probably about to get canceled with his main show, but they still want to keep the character uh, around. And I think that's why they brought, like, Black Lightning in. That would be wonderful for us. Yeah. That would be great. Yeah. I would love Jefferson to <laughs> and, stay around without the show. He had the best re- uh, reaction where, because they're like, oh, we're going to fight like this demigod from the beginning of time. And he's just like, oh, that's how it is here? Yeah. All right. <laughs> like, he handled it very well. Mm-hmm. Not how my world is, but I'm. He's, he's used to fighting drug dealers who yeah. sell some sort of drug. Yeah. I can't remember what it's called. Green light, I believe is what it's called. <laughs> uh, so now let's move on to like actually talk about the uh, the Legends episode. Guys, a big, a big fucking Bebo showed up. <laughs> There's a huge Bebo. Bebo and my favorite part about it, besides that it was Bebo, was it was like a magician's trick, yes. but they blew it up and then it turned into foam. 
And then multiple people commented on how stinky the foam was. <laughs> Bebo foam was, apparently smells Ooh. like shit. Be- Bebo foam, not good. And everybody... W- smells as bad as water. God damn, everybody waved their hand in their front of their nose as if this water stank. Uh, I also really enjoyed that uh, they, they had multiple characters say... You don't mess with Bebo. Oh, yeah. Bebo is yeah. sacred. Like, I really do think that Legends of Tomorrow is the one show that listens to this show, and they know. Yes. Like, they understand. But, yeah, they're... Then why won't they give us real Bebo merch? It's insane that you can only get fucking rip-off stuff up Well, there. they didn't want to ruin the surprise. They didn't want to have it for Christmas, just because we, then we would have known that he was coming. That's, that's true. Uh, but they had that. There was also a moment where um, Large Bebo was hanging out, and uh, they're like, we gotta go, we gotta go fight them. And they're all having a conversation about how crazy things get during crossovers. Yeah. And John Diggle says, "I'm not letting my kid watch that show anymore." <laughs> yeah. And for a moment, I thought he was talking about the show we were watching. <laughs> so did I. Wait, what was he talking? He was talking about the, sh- the, the Bebo, Bebo show. Oh, I it- did not put that. In. But yeah, I also thought because he's on Legends now, or <laughs> like on an episode of Legends. So now everyone just talks like Legends because the Legends. Once again, brought up like, are they doing another crossover? Yeah. Did they kidnap you? The, listen, we tell them that they're that we're busy and they commit a crime. But they're not saying like team up or some word that they could actually use. They're straight up saying what people call it when shows do this. Yes. They're like, are they doing a? Crossover? Was there a crossover where we invited? Did we win? <laughs> that is uh, like honestly, I understand why it wasn't just a dedicated episode of Legends where we got all of our legends. But fuck, uh, just a little bit when because <gasps> there's no fucking Zara. There's yeah, well because yeah, no, because sorry. she is now her her brother or Zaro or whatever his. Oh yeah, is. that's right. Yeah, uh, which I forgot about that. Fucking fucking give it to me. Um, but uh, sh- <laughs> when Mick Rory was signing books as Rebecca Silver, <sighs> guys, it's a fucking good show and it has good ideas yeah. and it knows what I want and it gives it to me and. Uh, Episode five was a good cl- palate cleanser for whatever the fuck happened in yeah. episode four. It was it was a good palate cleanser, and in the in the midst of all of the the wackadoo giant Bebo Rebecca Silver stuff, there was still like two heavy hitting moments having to do with Oliver and the people who lost him. Uh, Dig, and it's very silly to say he died twice and be sad, double sad because Oliver died twice, but. This dude sold it. Yeah. He's saying he died twice, and I wasn't there either time. And then let's, he felt both of those Let's deaths. get to who I actually think is now the core. It's not Kara and Batwoman, which we talked about the first time. And I'm not sure if it's Kara and Barry. I think it might be Sarah and Barry. They have like this oh. talk on the curb. Yeah. And Katie Lotz is so good at so sistering. Good. Sometimes it's, she feels like your older sister. Sometimes she feels like your younger sister. But she's so good at like giving you the shit that you need and not... You know, let, not letting Barry get too sad or too happy. You know, that's what yeah. her, her job is the uh, emotional governor for the whole thing. And I think these two, I don't know how much th- more they'll see each other, but I think these two are like the new leaders of the squad going out. I, I agree. Or I hope so, at least. Yeah. It, it seems like they, they got along very well. And I, I want more scenes with those two of them. Um, that was the scene where um, the weekly check in with, what did my roommate walk in on? Uh, and it was that scene where they were having that heart-to-heart, and he was like, oh, okay, so this is a superhero show. And then a Dementor from Harry Potter showed up, uh-huh. and they went uh-huh. slow-mo and super fast and evaporated, and he just looked and said, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> and I said, buddy, I don't know either. We're on the same boat. If I had to pick one thing from this nearly flawless episode, uh, it was Ray telling Kara to throw it like a girl. As like a compliment, 
you know, like mm-hmm. it's good to throw like a girl. And she's like, always do. I'm like, okay, we're here. And then she, th- but then. <laughs> she's the weakest throw I've ever seen in my life. Like, <laughs> That's how I throw, man. That was awful. It's not good. Sort of like a broken catapult. Um, I will say, my biggest issue with both of these episodes was you get to a certain point in the episode and everyone eulogizes Ollie and you think, all right, we've, we've done the Ollie eulogy. And then the show goes, nope, we've got five <laughs> more, you dumb bitch. We're not letting you get away without for remembering Ollie's dead again. In 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 the Hall of Justice, when they they have his costume like shrined now, and Barry walked up ahead of the rest instead of thing, and they walked back, and then Sarah did. I was like, oh my god, are we gonna watch this happen seven fucking times? But thankfully, most of them would have been like, I didn't yeah. know him. Yeah, that's I'm- what Black Lightning's like. Seems like a good dude. Yeah. I don't, I don't. Fine. Hey, <laughs> uh, so Mike, let's ask the million dollar question: the reveal of the Justice League table and the whole like last five minutes of. Going across the universes, talking about how great DC is, and then the the Hall uh-huh. of Justice. Did it get dusty in the room? Oh yeah, like so. Th- there was a lot of dust, re- realizing how much I'm going to miss Ollie and Stephen Amell's abs, and then that was just like, just like with Endgame, it's like I can't believe we're so lucky that this is just existing in real life in front of me, and I want that table to eat dinner at, and yeah, it's it's so dumb, but I got so dumb. I do think in the pot filter studio dining hall, or maybe in our meeting room or conference room somewhere, we should have chairs with our logos on the chair. Hell yeah! And I don't know what our logos are. Like, do you guys have ideas for your own personal logo? Um, mine would probably be like a dog who is always going to die, but doesn't quite. Okay. But it's just a tiny little shape. Yeah. And do you want all of that? Yeah. <laughs> I think I can communicate that. Okay. Uh, a weird pancakey nipple. Okay. We, can we use one of yours? Like, you have so many of them. Yeah. I'll just slide one right off. All right. Well, I'm going to get working on that. Okay. Um, so, final thoughts on the 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 this crisis. On Infinite Earths and all the Earths that had crises. Uh, ultimately, I think the same things I thought before, which was, hey, all other shows, take more notes from Legends. Be yes. more like Legends. Mm-hmm. And yes. now that Ollie is gone, I'm not saying that he was holding it down, but now that he's gone, it's a good time to like sort of shift tones and you don't have to be as dark and gritty as you were or as Arrow was. Do things like the Legends do. Yeah. Yes. Be more like Legends. Mike? Oh, it was great. Cool. I loved it. Uh, there was wackadoo stuff, but how to pull off a, like, what, six show, five episode, a thousand cameo thing and have it be entertaining the whole time? Come yeah. on. I mean, that, so much of it is, like, don't fall apart on the freeway. That's it. Like, as long as you get from point A to point B, it doesn't matter how it works. As long as you do it, then I'm sort of proud, you yeah. know? And, and episode four was the closest they came to that. But I think I think they pulled it off. And once we got to the reveal of the Justice League table, I thought to myself, "This is the best CW TV is ever going to be. <laughs> this is this is the golden age." Uh, all right, well, that's it for Crisis on Infinite Earths. It's the uh, the component shows are going to be on, but we're never going to see another Crisis on Infinite Earths. So. That's probably yeah. Uh, so watch the rest of the shows that are on the CW. It's they're good shows. Now, we're going to move on to the pull list, the part of the show where we talk about every other show that we watch this week. Now we're here in the pull list, the part of the show where we talk about all of them sweet, sweet comic book-based television shows. Kicking it off for us is Runaways. On the fourth episode of the third season of Runaways, the kids enter a bunch of dreamlands and alternate timelines, where they find out that the true villains may have been inside them the whole time. Along for the ride are Victor, Stacy, and Tina, who are now alien-free and around to help their kids. Taste Buds, I ask you this. 
Are we setting up for a situation where Alex's mom, Catherine, was the sacrificial parental lamb, and the rest of their parents are on the course to redemption? I do think we're on that course, and I think it's fucking bullshit, because their parents still did crazy, messed up stuff for decades. Yeah. This, I mean, like, I know, I guess Ray is into kissing uh, fascist mass murderers like Kylo Ren, but we don't all have to do that. We don't all have to start going around and kissing people who are evil. Okay? I, I can see, like... I. If the show is smart and nuanced, each kid will have a different response. It seems like Chase has been, even though his parent was like the legit worst, has been ready to for redemption since day one. Yeah, uh, but I can see like Gert and Molly still being like, "Fuck you, Stacy and Dale." I also, I mean, I know this isn't about the episode that we watched, but I think it's important to bring up once again that know what your show is capable of, and your this show is not good enough no not good enough it's not good enough it's just not interested in redeeming these characters fully so it's gonna feel half-assed and rushed so just don't do it have them be dead it was awesome that alex's mom alex told his mom to fuck off and then she died yes do you know what's not awesome is they're like we all gotta get out of here we all gotta get out of here we don't know if we'd ever find a way back they found each other like we still gotta find alex and everybody went no that guy which of the dreamlands did you like the most uh we've got Molly watches her everyone commit suicide as she's a preschooler. Uh, Chase's fight against his grandfather. Carolina's alleyway monster romance. And Nico's old grandma Japanese movie. That one was the coolest. Nico's old Japanese movie. There, there were funny moments. It was scary. It was creepy the way they moved and flashed in and out. But all uh, they did is make it black and white. Like There was no like there was no attempt at making it look like a Japanese film. They're just like, oh, no. take the color out and that'll be good enough. And I think the most emotional one was Chase's. All of that because I guess it's the most real thing is like, oh, my dad's abusive because his dad's abusive. And to redeem him, I'll beat his grandpa up, but not kill him. Like all of that, that and and Molly's was very sad and very funny. Uh, Carolina's was always just kind of stupid. Yeah. Except for creepy Nico was horrifying. She looked like she was in like the alleyway of a amusement park that changes for Halloween. You know, like uh-huh. just chain link. Oh, fences. she was at Magic Mountain for yeah, sure. Yeah. And just like some trash on the ground. And now there's zombies everywhere. I did think Nico looked pretty freaky. Yes. She she was super scary. Uh, did, did did so. This is obviously a table clearing and setting episode. Can that be? I mean, we've we've bitched about dreamscapes for every episode that our show has ever existed. Was it just eye rolling? We're like, oh, this is kind of fun. No, because it wasn't. They they had a gimmick where everybody had their different dream and had to learn a new thing instead of just having people walk around and see random like, oh, that's a deer person, and oh, that cloud right. is a penis, and just basically. Uh, pulling shit out of a jar to like turn it into like a dreamlike thing. It's not great. I'm not saying it's not a little hacky, but it worked a little better for me than typically. I also really liked the weird magician whose house they've been staying in. Yeah, that uh, guy was a kook. And that, that Molly especially is just like, dude, you can't talk like that. I also was surprised that Hulu let them say some of the old timey words that came out of his yeah. mouth. Stuff like Octarune. Uh, <laughs> this just what they how this guy talks. All right, what a, what a what a dirty old man. What a what a bad guy. Uh, well, do you guys have moments of the week? <laughs> uh, my moment of the week is in uh, the Chase dream where um, Chase's grandpa is about to beat up his dad, Chase's dad, and with a baseball bat. And Chase grabs the bat from his hand before he hits. And I think that's it. And then hauls off and <laughs> hits his grandpa right in the face with a baseball bat. Did not see it coming. It was a runaway smash. And goes to the point until Victor has to be like, yeah. you should stop. That, I love beatings in TV. You have to go until someone pulls you off. Uh, 
my my moment is uh, so there's creepy Nico and Caroline is chained up and her trying to be like if I kiss her she maybe she'll untie me <laughs> and all her just every part of her face was very very funny. Uh, well, thank you for that, Mike. That was a good moment of the week. Uh, this show, Runaways, is on Hulu. Your next show this week is Stumptown. This week on Stumptown, Dex is approached by Jeremy Stevens, a veteran who recently learned he was adopted and wants to find his real parents. She finds his dad, but that dude doesn't want to be a father and bounces. And she finds his mother has died of an overdose. So no dice, Jeremy. Meanwhile... (laughs) Ansel and Gray talk about manhood and carjacking rings, and Dex joins a veteran support group. Taste Buds ask you this. If the children we gave up for adoption found us, which would be the most stoked? That they found us? I guess I would be proud that they did it. You know, I like I would be like, oh, of course, you guys were smart enough because you're my children to find me. But uh, I'm, I'm asking you, which of the children would be most stoked when they found us? Definitely not mine. Probably Taylor's because they're like, oh, I can beat up dad? Cool. That's, I, that is the thing that any child has ever said to me. I, I, I walk down the street and they're like, I can beat up dad. And they look directly at me when they say it. And I don't know why. Is it? Do you guys find it weird when you hear a name with Jeremy in it and the last name's not Baramy? J- yeah. Yes. Like what's Stevens? It should be illegal. The, the only other option is Irons. And that's this is so close to that. It's like they're, they're playing with me. Jeremy Irons got grandfather claws into having the name. And not having to be Baramy. Yeah, uh, well, he is Jeremy Baramy Irons. Uh, Stumptown. Baramy with my money. <laughs> Jeremy Baramy with my money. Uh, uh, Jeremy Irons is on ABC on Wednesday nights. Your next show this week is V Wars. This week on V Wars, suddenly on his own, Desmond calls on his mother for help. Danica urges Michael to think bigger. Mila tries using her strength for good. Taste Buds, I ask you this. Does the fact that all the summaries for this show are bare bones as hell bode well for the fan reaction? It, it makes our job harder. It makes it very hard <laughs> to find out what happened on this episode of V-Wars without having to actually watch an episode of V-Wars. Should we just start filling shit in ourselves? Like, just making stuff up and seeing I, if anybody writes in and notices. I think so. This is the show that it all dropped at once, so this episode's been out for two months. So if it's not up there now, it will never... No, no description is coming. This is the best uh, explanation I could find. <laughs> I mean, you did an hour and a half of searching... Yeah. Why not just watch the 45-minute episode? Because that's way worse. That's <laughs> Yeah, that'll hurt more. That's way worse for me. I don't want to do that. Uh, V-Wars is VN Wars on Netflix. You can watch it all. Why would you? No one else has. Uh, that's it, you guys. That's it. That's the show. We did it. Um, we are all done for this week. Uh, if you liked this show, you should go to yourpuffilter.com uh, and find all of our other podcasts or yourpuffilter.com slash... Uh, How do you spell that one? Yourpuffilter.com. It's Y-O-R-P-U-P-P-U-P-P-U-P-U-P-U-P-U-P-U-P-U-P-U-P-U-P-U-P-U-P-U-P-U-P-U-P-U-P-U-P-U-P-U-P-U-P-U-P-U-P
I don't know what it is. It's on Netflix. How about this, guys? Let's just watch the whole first, all 20 episodes of the first season. They're an hour long. And let's do the whole first season next week. Uh, no. And, <laughs> Veto. Meeting over. And honestly, unless you can prove to me that this is somehow a very popular comic book, I'm not going to even watch it. It's, I know, it's a main segment. It's a comic book. No. That's a, it is a comic book. No, that's not true. I've never heard of it, and I would have known. How about this? I drew it on a cocktail napkin, and Netflix bought it. That's what if I watched the first 20 minutes, Taylor, you took the middle, and Mike, you take the last 20 minutes, and we that. try to review from there? I'll absolutely Yeah, that's do a that. fair shake. Uh, all right, well, tune in for October Faction, whatever that is. And four, right? I'm Taylor for Taylor. I'm Mike for Mike. I'm Greg, and Greg, we are the babies on the bottom and the bottom in the barrel. Barrel's going down the old trail. We're going to go to the Niagara Falls and go on over it to the smoke. Then we're going to see the maid of the mist. I love the man who is the captain. He's trying he so hard not to say creek right now. And the baby Was this talking about murdering babies? I think so, yeah. And <laughs> killed babies, threw them in a barrel, threw them off a wall. He thinks if you sing anything like a good old timey timey fashion good time then you can talk about murdering babies that baby's shooting up heroin Mike we need a new host deserves to die bye <laughs>